1928, the third richest man in the world disappeared from his private airplane mid-flight. He went to the bathroom and then simply vanished. To this day, nobody has any idea of what actually happened to him or what happened on that flight. Okay, so it has been a crazy week, literally one of the longest weeks of my entire life. I'm not gonna bore you with my whole life story and complain about all my woes, but I am absolutely beat and I, didn't, I don't even have a proper backdrop for this video. I don't have access to my current one because I'm using it for top five unknowns. It's raining outside, there's construction, so I can't do it outside. But still, I put together a video for you guys. I'm literally filming this hours before it's supposed to go live. But as usual, I had a bit of help compiling the contents of this video. I'll actually be referencing another Reddit post that was made by a user named Nafraf a lot. So. If you like what you see here, be sure to click the link in the description and check out his original write-up on this story. So by the start of the 20th century, Alfred Lowenstein was firmly established as one of the most powerful financiers in the world. He made an immense fortune by acting as a broker between various industries and various people and companies in the financial system. He also invested in several companies across Europe and parts of the US and was one of the pioneers of a concept known as, well, what we know now as a holding company. But this story begins on the evening of July 4th, 1928. On that day, Alfred and his employees boarded a private plane. He was heading to his home country in Belgium, which was a pretty routine flight for him that he made all the time. The weather was pretty good and everything was going smoothly with the flight. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary, but at some point while over the English Channel, Lewinstein got up from his seat and went inside the tiny little bathroom compartment that was at the back of the cabin. This compartment only had two doors, one that was windowless that separated it from the rest of the plane, and then one exterior door that's only purpose was to serve as basically an escape hatch if there was some sort of crisis on the plane and you had to get out. So Alfred never made it out of this compartment and that was the last time that anyone ever saw him alive. Naturally, one of the workers that were on board the flight went to check on him after he'd failed to return to his seat, and that's when they discovered that the bathroom was completely empty. The worker notified the pilot named Donald Drew, and he made a strange decision and decided to land the plane in a deserted beach on the outside of the city of Dunkirk, instead of just landing at the nearby airfield. No one knows why he actually did this. The beach was under control by the French military at the time, so the pilot and Lowenstein's employees were immediately arrested by the police because they had no idea what they were doing on this beach. They were at a loss as to what actually happened, but they seemed to believe that their boss, Lowenstein, had to have fallen to his death after accidentally opening that escape door somehow. The question of whether Lowenstein was actually dead was finally answered on July 19th, when a fishing boat spotted a decomposing corpse floating near the French coast. It was identified to be Alfred Lowenstein, thanks to various items of clothing, even though the body itself couldn't really be identified. His widow named Madeline arranged a private autopsy to determine his cause of death, and they found that there was nothing really out of the ordinary with his body. There was no foul play, no suicide, and there was only a small amount of alcohol detected in his system. But this is odd because Alfred was not a drinker. He literally never drank, ever. The strangest thing about this entire incident was that there was little effort to actually get to the bottom of what happened. Everybody just took it at face value and moved on. There was an official inquiry into his death, but it concluded that his death was just accidental. That conclusion was in great part based on the testimonies of Donald Drew and Robert Little. Those were two workers that were on the plane, one of which being the pilot. Both of these men insisted that the exit door of the plane was easy to open and it would have been entirely possible for Lowenstein to just open it up and fall out by 
accident. But as we'll talk about in a minute, that claim really doesn't hold up. So everyone's saying this was just an unfortunate accident, but that seems incredibly unlikely. As you'd probably expect, the plane exit door wasn't as easy to open as people made it seem, especially when the plane is in motion. They actually did multiple tests on the door in the weeks following the accident, and some of these involved men from the accidents branch of the British Air Ministry, with these men throwing themselves against the door at a height of 1,000 feet. But this door withstood their weight pretty much with ease. It didn't even budge. The conclusion was incredibly clear that no one could have opened this door by accident, especially in such a small compartment and especially a guy such as Alfred. So was this a suicide? Even if it was, the facts of this don't add up. Alfred wasn't depressed and he was actually making plans for the day after the incident while on that plane. But let's entertain this theory. Let's just say that it was suicide. Even so, Alfred couldn't have opened this door by himself, even if he was trying to kill himself. This leaves us with only one conclusion. Alfred Lowenstein was forced off of the plane somehow. But if that was actually the case, then who did it? And how did they manage to open the door mid-flight? And who was behind this plot? Given all of the statements that they gave to the Belgian authorities, the two obvious suspects are going to be Donald Drew and Robert Little, the two workers that we mentioned just a moment ago. Arthur Williams Norris believes that both men were hired to kill Alfred. Drew died of stomach cancer just a few years after the incident and seems to have lived a lavish life after the incident, which indicates that someone very well could have paid him a pretty big sum of money to actually get this job done. With how cutthroat the financial industry was back then, it would make sense. But Norris believes that the conspirators replaced the entry door with a rigged door that featured loosened bolts and hinges. That would make opening it mid-flight a whole lot easier, and sending Alfred to his death would be a pretty easy task. As for the original door, that's why they landed on the beach. They wanted to land on the beach and swap the two doors back so that when they later went back to the airport, no one would be the wiser and it would seem like the plane was completely normal. There's nothing out of the ordinary. The obvious reason why they did this was to have no witnesses. So now we have to wonder who was behind the plot? Who paid these men? Well, there's two options here that a lot of people are entertaining. One is Henry Dreyfus, who was a business rival and actually a former associate of Alfred. They had a feud that escalated when Alfred discovered that Henry was behind an expose that had circulated around the Belgian press in the months before the accident. This guy was actually facing a libel lawsuit on behalf of Alfred. So did he turn to murder to get out of this case somehow? The other possibility would be Albert Pam and Frederick Sarvassi, at least I think that's how you say his name. The two men were Alfred's partners in international holdings, and on the surface, it didn't seem like they really benefited much from Lowenstein's death, but a closer look at some paperwork reveals a much different story. And as a matter of fact, international holdings stocks soared in the weeks following the incident, thanks to a mysterious $13 million profit that appeared out of nowhere. Williams Norris did some digging and discovered that this sum eerily matched a number of anonymous insurance policies that were taken out on Lowenstein's life shortly before the incident. So essentially, they would have killed him for insurance money and then put this money into the company to save the company from potential bankruptcy. So now we finally have to ask ourselves, was this badly decomposing corpse that was found floating in the channel really the body of Alfred Lowenstein? But also, why was this case so quickly closed by French and Belgian authorities without so much as a proper investigation? We also still don't know who took out those life insurance policies and Alfred's life because, as we mentioned a second ago, there was no investigation into any of this. So ultimately, as with most cases I cover on this channel, we're left with a whole lot more questions than answers. Who was behind this? Why were they behind this? And what did they stand to gain from it? There's so many different possibilities, but no one is actually looking into this case. Everyone just accepted it 
at face value and moved on with their lives. Now, honestly speaking here, I think the theory of replacing the hatch door, I think that's kind of wishful thinking. I think that's probably a little bit too far. I don't imagine, I don't know this, maybe it is easy, but I don't imagine it would be too easy to just replace an entire hatch door, especially on a beach when the French military are hot on your trail the whole time because they don't know what the heck you're doing here, you know, on their turf. So I think that's probably a bit far-fetched, but that doesn't mean that something didn't happen to where they were able to open that hatch and push Alfred to his death. But the one thing that keeps coming up in my mind is if they open this hatch, or let's just say Alfred opened this hatch on his own, how would he have been able to open that hatch and the other people on the plane not hear this hatch open? Like, don't you think that when you open this hatch, you would hear a sudden rush of air? You'd probably feel it too. At the very least, you would feel the pressure increase in the cabin and probably, you know, hear that hatch door between the cabin and the bathroom probably, you know, suck itself shut. You would just think someone had to have noticed this, which also kind of, that kind of pushes more on the theory of everyone on that plane was in on it and everyone on that plane wanted Alfred dead. So it doesn't make sense that he would have just opened that door and jumped out without anybody noticing at all. It just doesn't add up. For anyone that's ever been on a plane, you know those things are basically airtight. I mean, they're not technically, but pretty much they're airtight. As soon as that door shuts, you feel the pressure in your ears. As soon as it opens, you feel that pressure release. It's not a complicated process. There's no chance this guy just jumped out that door without anybody hearing, noticing, or feeling anything. It doesn't add up. But who did it? I have no idea. There's so many possibilities here. So if you guys have any thoughts on who may have actually done this, be sure to let me know in the comments. I just feel like either the French or the Belgium authorities should have done more research on this. But you know what? That's none of my business. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. If you've got any additional details on this story that maybe I didn't mention here that wasn't mentioned in the original post, be sure to let us all know in the comments so we can kind of keep this story rolling. But Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I know it's a little different from what I normally do as far as the backdrop and everything, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did like this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. If you loved it, maybe consider subscribing or clicking that join button below to really, really help support the channel. I appreciate all you guys that joined this last month of November so much. I made sure to mail out all of the stickers for everybody that joined in November. We were, in case you don't know, we were doing a giveaway. Everybody that joined throughout November was gonna get a free sticker pack. I appreciate all you guys so much that did join. All the stickers are coming. Everybody in the US, you probably should have gotten yours by now. If not, you should be getting them very soon. But everybody overseas, it's probably gonna be just a little bit before they get there. I, I, I don't think that's gonna be a very quick process. I'm sure you know it's, it's gonna be a few weeks. So if you live overseas, if you don't live in the US, just try to be patient for that. They will get there, they have been mailed out. So anyway, I thank you guys so much for watching. I've been Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely. I'll catch you in the next video.